a Radio 191 FM podcast. Monday through to Thursday at 9.05 a.m. on the Radio 1 Breakfast Show, our resident political aficionado, John Moore, drops by to deliver bite-sized politics. From the Octagon to the Beehive, to the White House to the Kremlin, as it happens, here's your political roundup. Morena, John. Kiara Koto, and on today's political right roundup... Right. <laughs> gender identity bill deferred, muffin break versus millennials, and o- politics at the Oscars. So a gender self-identification reform has been put on hold. An amendment to the births, deaths, marriages and relationship registration bill has been deferred. And that's certainly a very long name for a bill. The amendment would have liberalised the process of declaring gender on birth certificates. The bill would allow for one to more easily change one's gender on a birth certificate through a simple process of self-declaration. The amendment would also have introduced the option of ex-gender alongside male and female. There would also be the option of parent on a child's birth certificate as well as mother and father. New Zealand First MP and Internal Affairs Minister Tracy Martin has said that the bill is currently on hold due to a lack of public consultation over the proposed reforms. So what's really going on here? Why has the liberalisation of gender options and gender identification on birth certificates been put on hold? The reality is that the government has suddenly realised that there is in fact significant opposition to such a move. A cultural war on gender identity has been bubbling away for the past year in New Zealand over the question of gender self-identity. And this cultural war is not just is not between the usual suspects of Liberals versus Conservatives. Instead, this cultural war over gender identity is one predominantly between transgender advocates versus trans-exclusionary feminists. Transgender advocates argue that people should be able to easily change their gender identity. And this process should come down to self-identification. However, so-called trans-exclusionary feminists believe that allowing what they see as biological men to self-declare as woman acts to erase the category of woman itself. More extreme trans-exclusionary feminists argue that gender identity reforms amount to an actual war on women, an attack on women's rights. So expect to see a heating up of this cultural war over the very concept of what it means to be a man or a woman. Now, Muffin Muffin Break Voss criticises so-called entitled millennials. Muffin Break General Manager Natalie Brennan believes that millennials should be prepared to work for free. And she is aghast that young people want to always be paid when working. The Muffin Break boss has said that millennials should be prepared to do unpaid work in the form of internships and work experience. But according to the Muffin Break general manager, literally no one is walking through her door to ask for an unpaid job. So are millennials self-entitled brats? Hardly. What the Muffin Break boss is asking for is for young people to slog their guts out for free in the process of making a profit for her company. Living costs are at an all-time high in this country, and for millennials to survive, they must work to pay the bills. Young people just don't have the option of working for nothing. Even millennials who study full-time, such as at university or politics, generally need at least a part-time job to get by. 
It seems that it's not millennials that are self-entitled, but instead employers who want to exploit young people for free. Now, politics was simmering away in the background at the Oscars this year. Arguments around identity were present, especially with the controversial film Green Book winning Best Picture. The film has been slammed by some for portraying a white saviour narrative. Black director Spike Lee was incensed over Green Book winning Best Film and Lee stormed out of the Oscars in response. Spike Lee was recognised by the Oscars with a win for Best Adapted Screenplay for his film Black Kansman. Klansman, sorry. The Oscars continue being a focus for debate around identity, with arguments that voices of subjugated people continue to be marginalised at the awards. But should art be judged separate from politics, or should politics be at the heart of art and art critiques? That is, should artistic endeavours such as film be judged and critiqued on the basis of the political message they implicitly or explicitly convey? A question with no clear answer. Mm, maybe one will come one day. <laughs> Thank you, John. That's okay. Always a pleasure, my friend. See you again tomorrow morning. For sure. For All right. Sure. That was a Radio 1 91 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.